Terry, I'm really excited about Ephesians chapter 2. You said that the Lord brought a word to your mind that spoke to you when you were studying that. He quickened us. We just start reading here in Ephesians 2, Mitch. This is so cool. Because we were once dead in our sin and our trespasses. We were slain. We We were out of it. He made us alive in Christ. I, I've got three versions here. I'm, I'm going to probably have to read them all. But King James says, And you, that's us, hath he quickened. And that's past tense. He made us alive who were dead in trespasses and sins. You, Amplified says, and you, he made alive when you were dead slain by your trespasses and sins. We made the choice to be dead. We were born in sin, but we had free will. As soon as we heard the word, we could come out of that. But the word came alive sooner or later in us. That's what came alive, the word of God. Through the Holy Spirit. Through the Holy Spirit quickened us. There's that power you can't see again. Man. If we would learn to rely upon the Holy Spirit and His power, realizing that's what brings life to us, Mm. that's what convicts us to want to have relationship with God and get out of our sinful state is through the power of the Holy Spirit. We have to have that full confidence and faith in the Holy Spirit that now works within us. Sure. We have to trust in this invisible power. Yes. And we go, well, how can you do that? Well, we trust a lot of things in the natural that we can't see. One of the most obvious things is that you can drive across this country 3,000 miles and stop at a filling station and put a hose in your car. You don't know what's in that tank at the bottom, what you're pumping in, but by faith. Flying an aircraft. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that takes some faith. I don't know if that's drawing the picture I want to draw, but we're always believing in something we can't see. Even in this natural realm, we do that. But we're just trying to get people to move over into the spiritual realm and and understand that there is this power that we can't see. That's the greatest thing that you could ever tap into this side of heaven. (laughs) But it's going to require effort on our part. Oh, absolutely. And that effort is the three things we talked about earlier. And that's reading the Word and praying and examining ourselves. You bet. Those things have to be the forefront of your mind. If you're not hearing for God, or if you feel that there has been no change in your life since you were born again, then you need to examine yourself. Yes. If you're not doing the three things we just mentioned, then there will be no spiritual awakening or understanding because you haven't put forth the effort. So therefore, you will be thinking carnally minded. In fact, in Ephesians 2, verse 2, if we just go on and read, this is what Paul talks about in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. And that's that spirit of the world where they have no understanding, no enlightenment, like Paul was talking about in verse 17 and 18. They had no spiritual awareness of God, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. So as believers, 
as believers, this is a little side note, this is why the world conducts itself and acts the way it does. Because they have no spiritual awareness of who God is. We see that over here in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, in those verses 9 through 16. This is why people don't understand God or think that we're fanatics or think we're crazy. Because we're believing in something we can't see. And the world does not understand that. No, they're dead in their trespasses and sins. <laughs> yes, but now we were quickened, just like yeah, you Yeah, we were made alive. We were brought back to life through that Spirit of God that lives within us to give us that spiritual awakening. And not that we're better than anybody else in this world. That's correct. We just saw the light. Someone shared the Word of God with us and, and said, This is truth, Terry. What I'm telling you here, this is truth. You need to believe this. And by the Spirit of God wooing me, it came alive. And I was quickened. My spirit was quickened. But after that... Now, yes. Today forward. Yes. We need that spiritual understanding that Paul was praying about. Because what happens, most of us come to that knowledge that we need the Lord but we don't understand what the blessings are that live within us now through that Holy Spirit. We're getting ahead of us here. Let's read some scripture. <laughs> <laughs> because Paul goes on to make this point further here in these next few scriptures. But God, which being rich in mercy, this is verse 4. But God, being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. Amen. That's it. But God, who is rich, I'm focused in on that rich. Mm. That means overabundance, doesn't it? Yes. Rich in mercy. We don't get what we deserve. He's rich in mercy. And he's rich in love. He's rich in, in joy and peace. He's rich in all that. And Terry, that's what lives within us, doesn't it? Yes. Through the we, fruits of the Spirit. We have all that in us. We have all <laughs> We're rich. <laughs> we're spiritually rich. That's why we're blessed. We're blessed. We're seated in heavenly places. Now what we mm. need to get in our mind is we're saved by grace. Unmerited favor. Yes. Unmerited favor. That's grace. And now by just that, by just having faith and believing in that, we now have those spiritual blessings. You know what else? Go ahead. You're Verse smiling six, over there. And raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So that in the ages to come, he might show the surpassing riches Again. of his grace in kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. It's all through Christ. Yes. The yes. riches all come through Christ. Yes. For by grace you have been saved through faith and not of yourselves. It's the gift of God. It's grace, God's unmerited favor, and faith, it's our believing. It's a gift. Yes. It's a gift. We believe, we receive. Now just meditate upon that. Meditate upon this gift we now have. We didn't do anything to deserve it, to earn it, 
other than to have faith and believe God's word. And now we have these blessings. Yep. His gift. Yep. Next verse, none of works, <laughs> lest any man should boast. It's not, not about anything we yes, did. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Verse 10, for we are his workmanship, mm. God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works. Yes. Which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. He's got them prepared for us. All we got to do is walk in them. That's, That's it. our part. Just walk in them. And that was since the beginning of creation, after the fall of Adam and Eve. You talk about simple. Yeah. <laughs> Seek his plan. But this He's gift. He's got the perfect plan. This gift is his perfect plan. Why do we want to reinvent the wheel? Just think about all the <laughs> gifts. We have the gift oh, of salvation. My. But it doesn't stop there. It's bigger. Yes, we get the Holy Spirit. We receive the Holy Spirit of God. And it lives within us. Mm. The Spirit of God lives within us. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we could walk in Him. Therefore, remember that formerly you, the Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by the so-called circumcision, which is performed in the flesh by human hands. That's works. There you go. Remember that you were at that time separate from Christ, excluded from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers to the covenants of promise. There's those promises, mm -hmm. having no hope, and without God in the world. They had no knowledge, did they? No. It was awful. They have no knowledge of God. They were doing good works, I guess, but it was no knowledge of God. Not the true knowledge, is there? That's right. Because we read in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 2, 9, where eyes have not seen or ears heard the things of God. But now. But now. That's right. But now we do. <laughs> Want me to read the next scripture? But now. Yeah, now. Yes. <laughs> but now in Christ Jesus, you who formerly were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Man. Amen. We're going to get into verses 14, 15, 16, yes, 17. Yeah. And we'll probably get stuck there for a little bit. There's a lot of information in here. When I read this, this just tells me how much God loves me mm. and wants to have a relationship with me. As I grow in understanding the Word of God and how much God loves me, I become in awe of all this. Oh, yes. And by becoming in awe of God... <laughs> In the sacrifice of Jesus, I want to know more. Mm. I have this hunger. The Holy Spirit puts that hunger within you to seek Him, to want to please Him, not to make myself better standing with God, but because I want this relationship. I want everything yeah. God has for me. I want every spiritual blessing possible. And we can now have that because the Word says that here, verse 14. For He Himself is our peace. Yeah. Who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation. We were separated from God. Yes. Because of sin. Go back and when Christ died. Yes. Remember the veil was torn? Top to bottom. That thing was 
thick and huge, and they said it would have taken oxen and I don't know how many team of oxen to rip that thing in two. But Christ did it, finished the work, and made it available for us now to walk into his presence. That's right, because that veil separated us from God. Exactly. Because that was a holy place to be. Yes. And the only way anyone can have access to that holy place is through the Spirit of God. Amen. And that's why it's important to understand what we now have in Christ through Mm. that Holy Spirit. That's an awesome picture. (laughs) We can now enter into the most holies of holy by, by being bold and confident, not what we do, but what Christ did for us. By breaking down that middle wall that separated us from God. And now we can enter in and have that personal relationship. Thank you, Father. Praise God. Verse 15. Having abolished in his flesh the enmity that is the law of commandments contained in ordinances, so as to create in himself one new man from two, thus making peace. That enmity... Our mind was going the opposite direction of God's mindset. Right. That's what this word enmity means. We were going totally the opposite direction. But now, through Jesus, that's why we talk about the mind of Christ. We now have that ability because we have the Holy Spirit within us to give us that knowledge and that understanding of who God is, that spiritual blessing. So things can be revealed to us through the Holy Spirit. Our spirit's been renewed that's within us now, our fallen spirit. And now we have that mindset of who God is. And that's why we don't want to live by the law anymore. And somebody goes, you got to be under the law. Romans 3, 18 or 19, it gave us a knowledge of sin, did it not? Right. We've been set free from the law by what Christ did. Does that say I can go out and sin? I want to live holy because of what Jesus did for me. Because I love him. Like I said, yes. the more you grow, carnal-mindedness goes away. But, Mitch, when you talk to people about, I'm no longer under the law, it really messes with their mind if they're in the flesh because they're living by this law. they got to do this and they got to do that. And they don't understand that the Lord has done it all. He's broken down this barrier. This wall has been... Removed. That's why people get caught up in the law. They don't understand what Christ did. You have more understanding of being caught up under the law than a lot of folks. I do. And the reason I can say that, because of the background you have. Sure. And you've conveyed some things that you were under law. Yeah. It was religiosity. It was. It was do's and don'ts. And all that does is drive you deeper into bondage and jesus came to set us free to tear down that wall like this scripture just told us he did that's our salvation experience that's our our relationship experience we can now have because that wall has been torn down yeah by abolishing this is verse 15 in the amplified okay By abolishing in his own crucifixion his flesh, the enmity caused by the law with its decrees and ordinances which he annulled. He annulled the law. We're no longer under the law. 
We're under relationship now. And it says that in verse 16, and that he might reconcile. Yes. That means bring back. He desired to reconcile to God, both Jew and Gentile, united in a single body by means of his cross, thereby killing the mutual enmity and bringing the feud to an end. The feud. I like that. <laughs> a family feud going on between the Jews and the Gentiles. None of that was any good. And he came and preached the glad tidings. I'm reading from the Amplified, Ephesians 2.17. And he came and preached the glad tidings of peace to you who are far off and peace to those who were near. Wanting to know God, and that's peace. He woos us. We become born again. We now have this power and, and this knowledge available to us. And as we begin to seek it out, he pours more into us. That's right. It's just, he keeps revealing more and more. Yeah. Because he wants to have that relationship. He wants us to have that understanding of who he is. And that's what we're wanting people to, to grow in, isn't it, Terry? We want them to understand what they now have in Christ through the Holy Spirit. I got to go read this scripture because we're talking about eternal life. I just want to define eternal life from the very word of God. And you're going to find that in John 17, 3. John 17, 3 says this. This is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. That's it. He wants us to have an understanding there's only one true God, the creator of everything. He's the giver of everything. Every good blessing we receive, every good gift, every perfect gift comes from God. For through him, we both have access by one spirit to the Father. Once you accept Christ, we all have that same Holy Spirit, the yeah. Spirit of God living within us. Verse 19, now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. And we're getting to where I want to be here. Go ahead. It's awesome. Verse 21, in whom the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In whom you, every individual, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. The more each one of us seek God as individuals, we can build on that foundation of Christ in us. And the body of Christ becomes more effectual then. We begin to change our lives. And as we change our lives, the body gets stronger as we all do our part. But that's important what you just said there yeah. about building. When we come to Christ, we don't know anything. We just have a foundation. Exactly. Because we don't know what we have within us. We don't know that power of the Holy Spirit that lives within us, what all it can do in our life. Many Christians will know that the foundation is Christ, but we have to build on that foundation. Yes, that's what requires work from us now from here on out. <laughs> Those three things again. Yes, it is. <laughs> Reading the Word, prayer. Yes. Self-examination. Seeking God. Seeking that kingdom. And once you're seeking Him, your temple begins to, to be built. 
stone by stone. Mm-hmm. Amen. I got all excited. I don't know why I ran over here to this scripture. It's in <laughs> Romans 14, 17. Another one of my favorites is, For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Yes. Amen? Yes. You like that? Amen. <laughs> It's righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Ghost. Yes, That's it is. The kingdom of God. We have. And we are part of that kingdom. I'm over here in Romans 5 now. <laughs> I got you jumping around now, too. <laughs> Verse 1. Therefore, having been justified by Woo! faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have peace with God now. God loves us. If we can get that in our head, God loves us. He has given us every blessing possible, all the gifts. Everything are within us. The Holy Spirit of God lives within us. Now what we're trying to do is bring that out. Yes. By getting knowledge and spiritual understanding like Paul was praying. So our building, our foundation, we can start stacking blocks on it. And the higher the blocks, the more understanding we have. And the stronger we get because you're not just a foundation. Now you're knitted together. Right. Those rocks are... Stacked on one another. Crisscrossed. Yes. And intermingled. And yes. Mortared together. That's a good analogy. That's awesome. But 19 says, so then you are no longer strangers and aliens. There we go. We're built together. We're friends. Yes. Building this kingdom of God. But you are fellow citizens with the saints and are of God's household and have been built on this foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone in whom the whole building being fitted together is growing into a holy temple of the Lord, in whom you also are being built together into a dwelling of God in the Spirit. Do you see the picture Paul painted, painted here? Yes. That it's a growing process, that it just doesn't happen, that you have to, to grow in that. Well, now you're going to make me go over here and read Second <laughs> Peter. It's that knowledge of God. You, if you want to grow in grace and the knowledge of God, you got to do certain things. You, you don't build a house brick by brick, but just stacking them one on top of the other straight up. You put more in between them. You, you know, you line them up so they stack good and solid. That's what this is all about. Building on that foundation of Christ in us. Do you realize... Within those two chapters, how many things we covered? We covered grace, faith, the Holy Spirit. We covered these things to give us an understanding that within us, we now have the ability to overcome Satan. We have this knowledge now. We have this awareness that God loves us, that we're at peace with God, all those things. And we just have to believe that and accept that Because as we go along here and read in Ephesians, you're going to see where you need that armor. Right. And that's what's preparing us to have a mindset and an understanding of our relationship with God. So when we come under these attacks, we're prepared. We're the warrior inside the armor. That's what this whole book of Ephesians is talking about. Knowing who you are in the armor that you put on. You have to know. Yeah doesn't do you any good to put on a helmet and pick up a sword if you don't know how to use it. Yeah, if you haven't been trained. No. And that's what we're talking about here. We're learning who we already are. That's right. 
That's amazing. <laughs> We're this awesome warrior. We just have to know that we are and get it out. Build on this foundation of Christ that's in us. How many times have we said that? But that's what we're doing. It's truth. It is the it, truth. It's the truth of how this all operates. Scripture tells us that the truth will set you free. Yes. You have to know the truth. It's the truth you know that sets you free. You can memorize this book, Mitch, but if you don't know that it's really truth, it won't do you any good. If you have not received that revelation, that's, that's right. why it's so important. It's so important to believe that you hear from the Holy Spirit to instruct and teach you, because that's the key to this whole thing. Because we read over there in 1 Corinthians 2, where the natural man does not understand these things, or even a carnal Christian, until they grow and have that building block so they can have an understanding of what they have. Paul painted a good picture here. We have all these spiritual blessings through the Holy Spirit. God loves us. We had nothing to do with it. We now have peace with him. Do you see the building block that's going on here? It's just a building block. Sure. It's really good. So you can continue on and go deeper and deeper with your relationship with the Lord. You know, I've read these scriptures before talking about this foundation, these building blocks, but I've never had that revelation like we've talked about here today that we're building and building and building and building.